Amen. If you got your Bibles, just remain standing with me. I'm going to read. And uh, knew when the Holy Ghost began to move this morning that I would be preaching on Sunday night the rest of the story. Amen. I thought if they, if somebody reads the title online and listens to the service this morning, they're going to think that don't make much sense. Amen. But maybe they just need to listen to the end of it. Amen. I'm glad. I'm glad to be in a place where there's perfect liberty to preach the word. Amen. No bondage. Amen. Praise God. Thank you for responding to the word and helping. Amen. In prayer. You ought to be praying while the preaching's going on. You ought to be praying, God, destroy the yoke. Amen. Thank the Lord. It's so good to have the Davises back from out of town. We're Sister Beth, we missed y'all. Glad y'all are home. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to read a little bit of Luke, the fourth chapter, 17th verse. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. When he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book and he gave it again to the minister and sat down. And the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began to say unto them, This day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. And all bear him witness and wondered at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, Is not this Joseph's son? He said unto them, You will surely say unto me this proverb, Physician, heal thyself. Whatsoever we have heard done in Capernaum, do also here in thy country. And he said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, No prophet is accepted in his own country. But I tell you of a truth, many widows were in Israel in the days of Elias, when the heaven was shut up three years and six months, when great famine was throughout all the land. But unto none of them, everybody say none of them, unto none of them, was Elias sent, save or accept unto Sarepta, a city of Zidon, unto a woman that was a widow. And I'm going to stop right there. Amen. And I want to preach to you what I began to preach this morning. Amen. A miracle. Everybody say a miracle in the middle of a famine. A miracle in the middle of a famine. Hallelujah. Set your Bibles down one more time. Help me pray that God would be with us tonight, that God would help us and encourage us, strengthen Come on, join up with somebody right next to you if it's appropriate. Pray for just one moment. 
Hallelujah. We need you in this place, God. I need you to build the faith of Calvary Pentecostal Church tonight, God. I want you to establish some things, God, in the spirit realm. I want you to touch people, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. The devil's a liar. I said the devil's a liar. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Clap your hands to the Lord together. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, amen. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. This is the very beginning of the ministry of Jesus. He simply walks into the synagogue and begins to preach the gospel. He said, I'm here to heal the brokenhearted. I'm here to preach deliverance. The recovering of sight to the blind, to give liberty to the bruised, and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Amen. The year of the Lord's favor. Amen. I, when the Lord began to deal with me about this message, it was simply that uh, uh, God cares about every facet of your life. Amen. Whatever the need is, I want you to know that there's a God that cares. Amen. There's a God that knows and a God that understands. Don't, don't think that there's things that are too little that God wouldn't have time to deal with. And, amen. He, he cares about the little things and he cares about the big things. Uh, amen. I've lived a life where God has given me great miracles in my life. And I'm thankful for every great miracle. I'm, I'm telling you I've been blessed to the uttermost, I believe. I don't know if anybody has been blessed like I've been blessed. Just... Just every way I turn, God has blessed me. Amen. But it's not just the big things. Even God has blessed me in the little things. Amen. The little things. Amen. Praise God. I, I, some people just, they, they think, you know, if it's not a tremendous large testimony or something, it's not that important. Well, I rebuke that spirit. I said I rebuke that spirit. Amen. I thank God for the little things. I think he's done more little things for me than big things. God, where's my keys at tonight? Where's my other shoe? Where's my sock? Amen. Well, praise God. Y'all may like struggling. I like praying. I said I'd rather pray than just struggle. Hey, I'm not going to get mad when little things don't go my way. I'm just going to sit down and pray a minute. And when I get up, it seems to work itself out. Hey, I can keep you from keep you from getting aggravated and making dumb decisions in your life. You just sit down and pray about stuff. Well, the rent's too high. Sit down and pray a while. Gas is too high. Why don't you sit down and pray a little while? car's got a vibration. Why don't you just sit down and pray a little while? I need new tires. Why don't you sit down and pray a little while? Don't know how I'm going to do this. Why don't you just sit down and pray a little while? Why don't you get underneath the pew and just talk to the Lord a little while? When you get up, it might all get fixed. Hallelujah. Clap your hands to the Lord. 
The amazing thing about when Jesus said this is that who it was, it wasn't just an, a, a man, it wasn't just somebody called of God to preach, but this was the word the Bible said had become flesh. Jesus was the word manifest in the flesh. And can you imagine what happened the first day he walked in the synagogue? It said it was his custom. That tells me his mama made him go to church all the time. And he sat on the pew, but all of a sudden on this day, after he had been in the wilderness and been tempted for 40 days and come out victorious. Hey, you need to get a victory in your life. It's amazing what one victory would do in your life. If you just quit giving up and start just rebuking the devil. One victory could change your life. It said it was his custom. He went into the synagogue. Well, well, this was the beginning of his ministry, so we know he had never done this before, and he just took the Bible and began to open it up. And the amazing thing, he is the Bible. He is the Word, and he began to read. I, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Amen. He hath anointed me to preach the gospel. And, and, and can you imagine the Word speaking the Word? <laughs> Can you imagine the anointing that was in the synagogue that day when the word began to speak the word? Amen. I I got a feeling that everybody began to say, what on earth? Because when he got through reading the scripture, he just handed it to the minister, the Bible said, and he goes and sits down. It's time for the next song. It's time for whatever to happen. But all they can do is look at Jesus. Like, where did that come from? (laughs) Amen. And then they begin to say this. Isn't this Joseph's son? I know what I'm feeling right now. I know the anointing that just rolled through this house. But isn't this Joseph's son? Well, hallelujah. Let me tell you, if you want to stop up your well, if you want to stop up your well, start minimizing what happens in the church. Jesus knew what they were saying. And he began to say, no prophet is accepted in his own country. In another place, in another gospel, he said he is without honor in his own country. What he was saying is you can get so familiar. You can get so familiar with what happens in church that you can miss out on your miracle. Well, praise God. He just opened up the word and began to quote it. And people were amazed. But they let their amazement be changed by the thought of, well, that's just the carpenter's son. I'm going to preach to this church. You can get too familiar with the man. You can get too familiar with the Bible reader, 
You can get too familiar with the choir, with the structure, until you get the mindset of this is just another day. This is just another service. It's just the pastor saying it again for the millionth time. And you can miss out on your miracle. If all you hear is him saying, come on church, let's go to another level. He says that every time we come to church. I began to add up eight and a half, almost nine years of preaching in Hot Springs. I have preached 1,000 times to this congregation. 1,000 times. I've come up to the pulpit and opened the word of God and began to preach what thus saith the word of God. And there are moments that God has ordained for miracles to happen. But if you get too familiar with what's happening. Uh, help me preach right now, God. If you allow yourself to get too familiar. Oh, it's just Brother Joel Motes. He just had too many cups of coffee before church. We'll all go home in a little while. I'm telling you, there are moments ordained of God for a miracle to happen. And if you get stuck in the rut, it's... I'm telling you, I'm going to preach to this church for a little while. Amen. The Lord has been dealing with me. Amen. I used to think that older people sat down in church because they, their legs hurt and their knees hurt and their arms hurt and their sugar was high. Guess what? Mine is too and mine does too. Uh, but when the Spirit of God begins to move, uh, I cannot sit still. Uh, I got a feeling I know why people that have been in church 20 years and 30 years and 40 years just sit like a knot on a log. It's because it's become too familiar. It's just church. And when it becomes too familiar, you'll miss out. It'll be easy for you to skip church on Sunday morning, Sunday night, Monday night, Wednesday night, because it's just Bible study. It's just prayer meeting. It's just Sunday night. It's... Think about the people that were sitting in the synagogue that day when Jesus began to say, can you imagine Jesus saying this? The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He hath anointed me to preach the gospel. He wasn't preaching to the people a thousand miles away. They didn't have YouTube and Facebook Live. You know who he was preaching to? The eyeballs that were in that room. Yeah. 
Jesus was in that room. He hath anointed me. I'm here to mend the broken heart. I'm here to set at liberty those that are still feeling the bruises. And when they could have moved and got a miracle, we've seen this boy before. We've seen this young man. We know this preacher. He's a carpenter's son. He, he, he's saying that to get people to clap. He's saying that to get a rise out of the people. You're going to miss out on the miracle. I thought about the night Sister Borner came down here with a heart monitor. Hanging around her neck, she stood right there. And we prayed for her. You know what happened to her? God healed her. You know what? There was a bunch of other people in this room that needed a healing that night. And it makes me wonder who else would have got a miracle if it wouldn't have been too familiar. Well... How many times have you heard it cross this pulpit? The healer's in the house today. That's not a quote. That's not something to get people to say, amen. How many times has it been mentioned in this building? God is here to do miracles. And every now and then somebody desperate for a miracle. Instead of being a familiar. It's too repetitive. Why do they always say that? Well, Why do they always say join your faith with somebody else's faith? Well, Why do they always say if you're just touching on earth to agree? Why, why do they keep repeating? Is that just a filler? Is that because they can't think of nothing to say in between? We got so much to say it would blow your mind. I'm not looking for something to say. Uh, amen. When the word of God begins to go forth, you need to get the mindset. This is not just another service. You need to get the mindset. This is not just another sermon. This is not just another Sunday night. This is an open door for me to get a miracle. Somebody's going to get it. Somebody's going to get it. Hallelujah. Amen. And Jesus begins to talk. When he realizes these people just missed out on a miracle. How sad. That breaks my heart. God, I, I, this is me personally. Just listen to me for one second. 
I do not want to miss one miracle that God has for me. I, I don't want to miss one touch that God's got for me. I don't want to miss one brush by that God's got for me. If it's for me, I want it. And I refuse to let spiritual complacency rob me of a miracle. Amen. Amen. There's people in dead churches that think that that's just normal. Amen. And they never get anything from God. But let me tell you what your danger is. Your danger is thinking that you'll always have the opportunity to get a miracle because you go to a church where other people are going to be praying. We can get the attitude that I can be complacent until I decide I'm ready for something. I'll let everybody else dig out the well and when they're finished digging, when I get thirsty, I'll get a drink. Uh, You're wrong, friend. I said you're wrong. Uh, God will let you dry up uh, on the vine is what he'll do uh, and he'll go down the road uh, and he'll find somebody uh, that's hungry, uh, that's thirsty, uh, that wants him. And in this moment, when the anointed word of God began to speak the anointed word of God, it was their moment that they could have got a touch. He went through the whole spectrum of problems. People that needed salvation, people that needed healed, people that needed their broken heart taken care of, bruises taken care of, people that needed to hear God loves you. This is the acceptable year. He covered everything. And when they could have been changed, they thought, that's just the carpenter's son. And they missed out on what God could have done. And so Jesus begins to tell them a story. He says, I tell you a truth. That there were many widows Many widows were in Israel in the days of Elias when the heaven was shut up three years and six months when great famine was throughout all the land. There was many people, there was many widows that needed help. In the Bible, if there was a widow, that was a hard life. Man, if a woman lost her husband in the Bible, she didn't go down to Social Security and and file paperwork and try to get some help and get food stamps and everything else that our society gives people. And there wasn't a whole bunch of Walmart cashier jobs and sit-down office jobs. There was a little bit of gathering, a little bit of farming, a little bit of sewing, a little bit of this and a little bit of that. But most of the jobs were hard labor. So if you ended up as a widow without a husband, you were in not only a sad condition that you had lost your spouse, 
but you were in a financial crisis. And Jesus said in the days of Elias, when I shut up the heavens and I made it to quit raining, there were many widows that were in Israel. Everybody say, in Israel. In Israel, these people were familiar with the prophecies and the ministries of Elijah. Oh, yeah. They were very familiar in Israel of the prophecies of Elijah. Amen. They, they had heard the stories. They had seen it. They had seen everything that had happened. Amen. And there's sometimes that if you're not careful, you, you will get familiar to the point where you cannot even apply the word of God to your life. Well, praise God. Praise God. I pray to God that it never gets like that in this church. Amen. I, I love everybody in this church and I want to be everybody's friend and everybody's help. Amen. But at the same time, I'm going to be the pastor of this church. And if it's right, I'm going to say it's right. And if it's wrong, I'm going to say it's wrong. And if you need to change, I'm going to say you need to change. And if you're making a mistake, I'm going to say you're making a mistake. And I, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. You get too familiar, you'll miss out on a miracle. But when you get too familiar, you'll miss out on a warning also. Well, the devil didn't like me saying that. You get too familiar, you'll miss out on a miracle. But if you get too familiar, you'll miss out on a warning also. You better hear the word of God. Boy, I feel like preaching right now. I said, you better hear the word of God. I don't care if there's a famine in the land. If you... I don't want the story. I left full and came back empty. I want to hear the word of God. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord together. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said unto none of them talking about to none of the widows in Israel was Elias sent except unto Sarepta, which was outside of Israel, a city of Zidon, unto a woman that was a widow. Elijah was only sent to one woman's house. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. If God knows, if God knows you're not going to listen. He'll make it to where you can't even hear the word. I, I, I rebuke every puffed up spirit. Every spirit of pride that would rise up. Say I know. Say I know. Oh, God, I, I, 
You, you know what you need to do every day? This, I, I do the same thing. God, I humble myself before you. I humble myself before you this day, God. God sends the prophet to one woman's house. He could have had it to where? There was a thousand different ones that would give him one cake a day and he could have been on a circuit going from house to house. But God was knowing these are too familiar. It's a drought. I know Elijah, he wants a cake. He just wants a cake so he can have something. Oh, the biggest lie the devil ever told you uh, is that the word of God is against you. Uh, The word of God does not take from you. Uh, The word of God gives to you. Uh, He said, give to me uh, and I'll give to you. Uh, But it's going to be different when I give to you. Because I'm going to do it with good measure. Press down. Shaking together. And running over. You can't give him that. But he can give you that. I rebuke every lying spirit. The word of the Lord came unto him saying arise get thee to Zarephath which belong in the Zion and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks. And he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me. I pray thee a morsel of bread in thine hand. And she said, as the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel. Oh, I come to preach to somebody that's on the bottom right now. (laughs) All I've got is a handful of meal in a barrel and a little oil in a cruise. Behold, I'm gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not. Go and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first and bring it unto me. And after, make for thee and for thy son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste. Neither shall the cruise of oil fail. Until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah. And she and he and her house did eat many days. And the barrel of meal wasted not. Neither did the cruise of oil fail according to the word of the Lord which he spake by Elijah. Hallelujah. In a famine. Everybody say in a famine. 
In a famine, you need faith more than you've ever needed faith. In a famine, you need faith more than you've ever needed. Why is it important to be in church? I'm telling you why. Because faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. There's people that should have been in this church tonight. There's people that should have been on these pews tonight that needed to hear about a miracle that's going to happen in a famine. Uh, They needed their faith to be lifted. Uh, Blessed are ye uh, that have ears. Uh, The preacher didn't come to her house when the corn was 10 foot tall. The preacher didn't come to her house when the bank was full of money. He came when there was just a handful. (laughs) When all she had was a handful of meal and just a little bit of oil and a cruise. To make one more cake, I'm telling you, God knows when to show up. I said, God knows when you need to hear the word of God. Some people would read that story and say, my, my, what a selfish preacher. To know that that widow woman only had a little bit of meal left. And know she only had a little bit of oil left. Amen. What a selfish man to go and say, bake me a cake first. I'm telling you, the carnal mind cannot understand the things of God. The carnal mind, it just don't make sense to the carnal mind. But the preacher came along. You know what he preached? I'll tell you the message the preacher preached. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added. Did he really preach that? Did he really preach that? Yeah, he said if you... I want to tell you something. She wasn't making a cake for a man. She was baking a cake for the plan. If all you see is a man, uh, you'll never make it to the other side. Uh, But if you see a plan, the plan is uh, seek ye first. She believed. She believed. This widow woman believed that God could provide a miracle in the middle of a famine. Praise God. I tell you, when you get to that point where you believe that in the middle of a famine, 
God can give you a miracle. They're going to write stories about your life. They'll be telling your story a long way down the road. There was a widow woman. That was down to the last pound of cornmeal. Praise God. And a man came along and preached the plan of God. You can't outgive God. You can't outpray God. You can't outworship God. You. She began to believe. Uh, after he began to preach to her, if you'll just make me one, all I want is one little cake. And when you're done, just go ahead and start baking you one and your son one. Y'all don't even have to share. Praise God. Hey, we got the prosperity message. I said we got the prosperity message. The problem is... We're living in a land of famine. A culture of death is upon our earth. Have you noticed that? It's all about death. And the year I was born, 1973, they enacted Roe versus Wade where they could kill babies that were not even born. And I don't know how many millions of, of people that would have lived their life never got to see the light of day because... We were in a culture of death. We're still living in that same culture. And if you get to looking around and you begin to see that this person has a problem. My neighbor has cancer. They have cancer. This one has cancer. You'll get to thinking we're all in a famine. And you'll get to thinking if God... Uh, why would God do it for me if it's everywhere? Do you think the woman ever thought, why did you come to my house? Of all the houses you could have went to, why did you come to my house? You think she tried to shut the door like they do on the JWs? <laughs> Praise God. Help me, Jesus. No, God went before him. God... Knew her heart. He commanded that woman. He commanded her. This is how we're going to do this. This is how you're going to be blessed the rest of your life. I'm going to teach you this plan and you're going to be blessed. And in the middle of a famine. And if the corn is ten foot tall, it's easy to say, God's going to fill your barns. And the wheat's this tall, it's easy to say, you're going to have all the Wheaties you can eat. Ooh, I feel it. Anybody can prophesy in a harvest. Ooh, praise God, I feel like God's going to give you a yellow jacket. Praise God. Well, that's pretty easy. She's got a yellow jacket on. But when it ain't rained in two years, when it ain't rained in a long time, and you say, this is what the Bible says. This is what God said. 
This is the plan of God. Amen. If you will do this, God will heal your body. If you do this, God will make sure you got everything you need. It's people that are in a famine in this church right now. And you're saying where I'm at right now in my life, Pastor, there's no way that God would do this. I've got a word for you. God will do this. We're the people of God. We walk by faith. We don't walk by. Somebody's going to get this. And somebody's going to leave with a miracle in the middle of a famine. I'm struggling. I don't know what to do. I'll tell you what to do. Get out in the aisle and act like you're serving a God that's bigger than the famine. He's bigger than your problem. He's bigger. Come on, if you like famine, just stay where you're at. But if you need a miracle in the middle of a famine, it's here tonight. Come on, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. This is what the Lord, this is what the Lord told me Saturday afternoon. There are people that cannot get a breakthrough in the spirit. There are people that are struggling because when they pray, they're not feeling Jesus like they used to. They're not feeling the closeness like they used to. And the Lord began to show me it's called a famine. But if you will tell them to seek ye first, Get your eyes off of what's wrong and put your eyes on what's right. And you'll begin to cry. I'm telling you, God is going to break the famine. He's going to break the neck of the famine. Come on, nobody looking around. Everybody pressing your way through. Ah. 
God's going to break this famine. God's going to break the drought you've been suffering from. Break it. Break it. Come on, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on. Come on, we're going to break through. Come on. All you need is an old-fashioned prayer meeting. All you need is a Zeusa Street prayer meeting and God will break the famine. It's not his will that any should perish. I said it's not his will for any to perish. It's not his will for you to lose out. It's not his will for you to feel disconnected. in Jesus name come on pray until the Holy Ghost begins to pray through you come on can you have faith right now can you receive faith right now can you receive faith right now come on can you receive faith Faith cometh by hearing. Ah. Come on, faith cometh by hearing. It's time to have a Holy Ghost prayer meeting. It's time for somebody to go to a new level. Come on, take these shackles off my feet uh, so I can dance. Uh, take these shackles off my feet. Uh, Come on, just begin to praise him. This famine's over. My famine's over. My 
Earth. 